Hello, everyone, and welcome to Edit Your Life. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest. And we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Today's topic is saying yes to saying no. Let's talk oh. about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay. So uh, in all seriousness, we actually thought this would be the perfect time to devote some energy to the fine art of saying no. Um, Given that last week we were talking about um, reframing our New Year's resolutions, it sort of makes sense to think about how we're going to make room for those resolutions in our lives. And we do that by saying no to all the other stuff that's coming in. Maybe Mm -hmm. not all the other stuff, but collectively deciding what we Uh, let into our schedule so that we have room to really make progress toward these goals of ours. So this episode was actually inspired by an interview that I read in Fast Company with um, a woman named Kristen Mulner, who is the CEO of a company called New Brand Analytics. I do not know this woman, but boy, does she seem awesome. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, in this interview, she really talked very boldly and concretely about how she quote, mastered the art of saying no, resolutely refusing to become overextended in all corners of her life. Mm. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, The thing that really jumped out at me was not that she felt comfortable saying no, but that she clearly articulated that being overextended was a choice for her. Mm -hmm. And she was choosing basically not to go there. So, and she did this not in a confrontational or a victim blaming way, uh, but in a really confident, sort of empowered way. And I was just, I was just very impressed by the language and the tone. Yeah, this is, this is so fascinating. And I love that, you know, it's not, there wasn't like a shaming element to that, you know, cause that no. can be challenging. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I, as you know, I, I totally agree. Like, I think that one of the big things that I love that you and I discuss often, and I think it's, it's harder than us just bossing people around and telling them what to do. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, it's that it really is your life and your choices and it's going to look different for everybody. Um, and that, you know, yes, there are some things that are essential in life, but really there are a lot of things that are optional. So I think what we, as we've talked about before, where we get into trouble is when guilt and shoulds drive our decision-making, you know, then, mm-hmm. then the things that really matter to us. Yes. Yes, totally. And honestly, I think this is a big issue in particular for women. I really think there's a gender piece here because, Mm -hmm. you know, many of us, no matter how um, sort of empowering our upbringings were, we were raised to take care of the group and, you know, to be positive and not to be the squeaky wheel and, you know, to sort of be easygoing. And I think that's, you know, many times that's a great thing. But I also think uh, I should say, speaking personally, it can really come back to bite you when you're a parent. Um, It has for me. Because modern family life, it just inevitably squeezes your time and your energy. There's just not enough time or energy to do everything. And so it's way too easy to overload yourself simply because you're not comfortable Mm. saying no to people. You know, I think for many women, saying no somehow feels confrontational or aggressive, you know, but really it's not. It's just exercising the right to choose how you use your time. Yes, yes. It's it's not, you know kind of echoing that um saying no doesn't mean you don't care you know in fact it's it's totally opposite it's really about being mindful about those choices and and then you know advocating for that with that simple little word Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, advocating for that. I think that's the thing. It's really about sort of, um, yeah, be, it's one thing to be mindful. And it's the next step is to actually say, you know, to take a step in the direction of action. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's what it's about. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I think another bit of this that we need to say is that, you know, privilege is also a big factor here. You know, clearly those people with stable jobs and or more financial security have more choice when it comes to their time. This is a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, you know, putting that aside, we're really talking about something deeper here. And that is the power that we all have, no matter what our circumstances, to identify the things that are important to us and to make room for those things, how, however small that amount of room is. But, you know, to sort of um, embrace the fact that we have a right to make choices in our life and, you know, and sort of make room for them in whatever way we can. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days, I take Hyacera every morning with my first glass of water, and like all of the Ritual products I have tried, the capsule actually smells good. Ritual's products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oftentimes, when asked to think about what one would do with a bonus hour, people reference things like exercise, play, and rest. These are all super important things, and I would recommend adding getting the support you need and deserve to your list. As a mom, independent business owner, and human blessed with many relationships, I spend a lot of time giving. So one of the greatest gifts of therapy for me has been the ability to know that someone is holding space for and listening to me. No filter required. I adjust my session frequency as needed, and it is a huge comfort knowing support is there for me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. This online therapy platform was designed to remove the traditional barriers to therapy and make mental health care more accessible to everyone. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash edit. Okay, so let's get to it. I know we've got a lot of great tips um, in this episode. So why don't you kick it off? Asha. All right. Sounds good. So I think my first tip is to reframe saying no as actually saying yes to what's more important. So, uh, you know, it sort of actually helps me to think in very literal terms, um, considering my time sort of like I would consider budgeting my money. So when I'm thinking about if I want to buy something, it's like, okay, I have 
X number of dollars do I want to spend my dollars on this or that? And I think the same thing about my minutes and my hours. Would I rather spend my minutes on this or would I rather spend my minutes on that? And I think the tricky part is to actually pause in your busy day and remember to ask yourself that because it's just way too, I mean, I'm just like everyone else and I find myself floating down the Facebook rabbit hole and, you know, an hour later, it's like, uh, I look up and, you know, it's an hour's gone. And it's not that that's a bad thing. It's that if I don't mindfully choose to do that, then that's where I sort of lose control of my day. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's the wrong phrase. Lose control of my day is not the right phrase because oftentimes we're not in control of our time. I mean, that's just a reality. I think it's more like I just I, I forget to make choices. So when you treat your time as a finite resource rather than this sort of continuous well, it makes it much easier to say no. Mm. So, uh, you know what? That reminds me. Um, I actually gave a talk last summer at a fabulous conference called the World Domination Summit, which I realize sounds a little intimidating. I'll tell you about it some other time. But the reason I'm bringing this up is that one of the other speakers' names uh, was Derek Seaver, and he was the former CEO of CD Baby. He put it this way. He said, at this point in my life, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how he basically makes choices about his time. I, it was he just like cut to the chase right there. That's it right there. It was yeah. great. Je- actually, uh, Jessica Turner on our Fringe Hours episode. I think she she's she's um she's so sweet. I think she said heck yes. But yes, it's oh, like- <laughs> yes. Oh, she did say that. Yeah, okay. so, so I, I love that. It's just it's, it's good. It's good. It's yeah. a good way to frame it. So my my tip actually it's very you know follows on yours Asha but it's to remember that um it doesn't need to be an exact trade off so like um you know you, you don't have to have a discrete choice right in the moment if and and it's still okay to say no so you know part of the beauty of saying no is when it can open a degree of freedom for you somewhere sometime and you know this really makes me think of our serendipity space episode so, you know, even if you I think sometimes people are a little afraid to say no to something if they actually don't have like an excuse. And I'll come back to that later in this episode. But um, it's OK. You know, even if you don't have if there isn't an explicit other thing that you need to do in that window of time, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. If it's not that hell, yes, then <laughs> you still don't have to do it, even if you don't have something to replace that time. So mm-hmm. just just keep in mind that it's good to just open up those slots and and leave leave those bits of time open for something else or not. Really, I really appreciate you say, saying that because I do think a big part of what we're sort of talking around is the notion of permission that we mm-hmm. do have permission to say no simple. And that's it. You know, you get to say no. Um, that's yeah, that's really good. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, my next tip is, um, is really a, about, you know, if if for whatever reason you're uncomfortable with an immediate no, um, give yourself some time and say, can I just let me think about that? Mm. Um, sometimes you just need a moment to breathe or consider a decision or talk about it with somebody else before you give a commitment or a yes or a no. And sometimes just in that moment, you know how it is, like someone asks you something and you're just sort of on the spot. Yeah. Have, uh, you know, have that let me think about it in your back pocket so that you can just step back and, you know, get out of the glaring spotlight for a moment and think about it. You know, give yourself that time to decide whether this request is really worthy of a yes. And, um, you know, I'm not saying to sort of be slippery about it, you know, give this person a commitment about when you'll get back to them. 
And then make a note in your calendar or set a little reminder in your phone or something and follow through. But don't feel pressured to make a decision right then and there. I think that that is such that is such a great tip because, Mm -hmm. you know, also if you and this is something I'll loop back to later. But, you know, if you're excited about something, you may be excited about it, but not in its exactly the way it's presented to you. So Mm -hmm. I I think it is really good to give yourself some time to to think about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my next tip is don't make excuses. And so, you know, I I do quite a bit of speaking and I've spoken to lots of women and I found that one reason it's so hard for people to say no is that they feel bad about having to come up with an excuse, you know, like um lying <laughs> and and <laughs> about why they can't do something. And the reality is you do not need to make excuses. You just need to decline gracefully. I mean, how many times have we said, "Oh no, I can't do that because I have to do something I have else." I have to wash my hair. Right, right, exactly. It is totally the I'm washing my hair. Yeah, um, I have a headache. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never but, say that. I never say that. Uh, <laughs> but really, you you just say no. You know, I I, I'm, I regretfully I can't do that, and that's it. You don't have to make an excuse. Oh yeah, I, I I'll talk about this later in the episode too. I think it's you know we need to have you know like rehearse these things ahead of time. Your your graceful declinings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have a script. Seriously. Um, that's so good. Uh, you're really great at that, actually. It's um, one of my faves. <laughs> yeah, you're good at it. Okay, so here's another tip. Let your kids eavesdrop on your choices. Hmm. We actually talked about this a little bit in our last episode about reframing resolutions, that it's a great thing for kids to actually see and hear you going through this process. Um, not being perfect in the process, but to see you actually um deciding which opportunities or things that you want to add into your schedule and then actually declining the things that you don't want to. Um, sometimes I find myself narrating my decision-making. Like I will sit there going, hmm, okay, so I've been invited to, um, you know, participate in the school auction. I, I need to really think about whether or not this is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. So either my, I, I think this is a genius thing because my kids get to hear me, but they probably think I'm nuts. <laughs> but I think it's really important to give them some insight into my thought process about how I decide which things matter. And I think it trains them. And I, even if they don't know it, I think those conversations, they're not even conversations. I think them hearing me, um, you know, giving myself permission to say no will eventually let them realize, Oh yeah, well, this is what you do. You, you know, you sort through all the options and then you decide which one is most important. So Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is that saying no, it can be uncomfortable. In fact, it is uncomfortable. And I want them to see that. I want them to yeah. see that that it's not just like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. You know, it's it's not easy. And that's just life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. The modeling, it's it's just so important all around. The modeling of, of discomfort. <laughs> I mean, the reality is that we are going to have, your kids are going to have discomfort in life and they need to have ways to figure out how to deal with it. And you're yep. going to help show them those ways by the massive amounts of discomfort you show. <laughs> yeah, it's totally All true. of us have it, right? And and this is also why I think it's such a good thing for kids to see us mess up and then try to fix it. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing because, um, you know, I think, well, I, I don't want to go off on too much of a digression, but I think that the concept of modeling sometimes give, gives people this huge weight on their shoulders like oh, I must right. be like I need perfect. to model perfection or something yeah like yeah. I need to be a paragon of humanity and I don't want to send my child to therapy because I'm not perfect 
that's just exactly the, I think actually if you're perfect, that's, what's going to send your kid to therapy, frankly. Um, when they see you struggling and messing up and then fixing it or not fixing it, but trying, and that's what shows them that they get to have the same latitude in their own life someday. Yeah. So let's just get that one out of the way. Oh, we, we need to, we, we, let's yeah. do an episode. This is an episode. Yeah. I, modeling. Modeling okay. imperfection. Yes. Oh, we already have a title. Let's do it. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Okay. So, um, my next tip, um, I love this one. I love this. And I don't know if I thought about it, thought of it, or if John did, <laughs> but it's to offer an alternative. So, um, sometimes a situation isn't a totally black and white no, I don't want to do this. You know, for example, you might be interested in something, but you don't have the time to do what is asked of you. So what I love to do in situations like that is offer an alternative that is representative of both my passion and time availability. So a good, I have a good example for anecdote for this. And so I'm really passionate about where the community where I live and it, there's plenty of room for improvement. And so I've recently gotten really grassroots and started some petitions about things and whatever. Anyway, so um, I recently was offered a board position. I don't think I even told you about this, but for this community group that is really working to make change. And my first reaction was like, oh my gosh, you know, that would be amazing. But then when I really thought about it, the idea of something like, like literally something like six board meetings a year plus eight community organizing events and then whatever else, I was like, there's no way I, I have time for this. So uh, what I ended up doing was I wrote back and I said, actually, interestingly enough, I originally wrote back and said, did your trick and said, can you just give me, I, I want to think about this. <laughs> can you just give me a couple days to think about it? So I did your thing. And then when I went back to them, I said, was really honest and said, I love this and I'm honored that you asked and um, I can't do it, do the position, but can I offer you help with X, Y, or Z. And I, I laid out something very concrete and one-off that was much more doable for my schedule. And it, so it felt good to still be committed to the thing, but to to say no to the big, big form in which it was presented to me. Oh, that <clears throat> that is really powerful. Okay. And congratulations, by the way, that is a real honor. And, you know, the fact is you'd be an amazing board member, but and it's a great thing to sort of recognize sort of what's going on in your life. And Right. Offer an alternative. You know, mm-hmm. it's the fact is that sometimes we do have to say no to things that we truly care about and want to support. And um, that's genius. I mean, the fact is that we can still support those things, just maybe perhaps not in the first way that's presented. Mm-hmm. That's really great. I yeah, this is what you were saying about not either or. This is yeah. good. Very good. Um, I'm just going to have to think about that one a bit because I think <laughs> I've been in situations where. Right. I, I do get sort of. um like hit by this feeling of not guilt. It's more like regret. I want to be able to be involved. And there are times when I literally cannot do it. And mm-hmm. it's not because I just don't feel like it. So that's really, it's a great, that's a great tip. You know, I, I just want to quickly say, this is reminding me that um, one area I see this crop up for so many in the parenting domain for so many people is the PTO. <laughs> and oh, I hear time. so School. many people talking about that. And the thing is, I, I, like I, I remember getting some pushback at a speech I was doing um, for a, a mom's community group and and she was like a PTO leader and she was really frustrated with people just not responding or not helping. And, um, uh, you know, so I just wanted to say, 
like I'm such a huge supporter of what they do and I'm I'm like totally behind it and I don't usually I don't have time to like run the family fair or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I what I do instead is I offer my help in other ways, you know, like that makes sense for me and my time, whether that's cash, which I got to say is always appreciated, or it might be, you know, the one-off help with one particular project. So you can, you, you can find ways to help and be involved, but you know, you, you got to make it work for your family and your schedule and your life. And I bet you part of the reason this person's not getting a response is because a lot of the people who she's communicating with, I assume it's a she, did you say a woman? It was a she. Yeah. Okay. Um, they don't feel comfortable saying no. They don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable offering an alternative. And so they just sort of never respond. I yeah, think, I'm sure that's what's right, going on. Right, definitely. Sure that happens that, all the time. Right. Anyway. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I think that totally folds into my next tip uh, or really just reality, which is to be prepared for some pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody in your life is going to be thrilled about your newfound confidence about saying no, <laughs> especially if you're one of those people that sort of was a reliable go to. Yes. So I want you to keep this in mind, but also, you know, really kindly but firmly stand your ground um, and remember that this is your right to make choices about your time. Um, you have the right to control how you, you know, sort of divvy up your, your minutes. Um, and so I, I, it helps me sometimes to rehearse a couple responses so Mm -hmm. I could just sort of pull them out. Um, you know, if I can't remember 
to say, actually, let me get back to you on that. That's one of my favorite ones. But another one I like is thank you so much for asking, but my schedule's full. So I'm not apologizing. I'm not making an excuse. I'm not lying. Um, I'm saying that my schedule is full and what it's full of basically are the things that I am mindfully deciding go in there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, you can be very kind about it, but you can also be firm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that is good modeling for other people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, of of prioritizing yourself, your, your time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so my last tip of the episode is, um, to evaluate recent data points. There's like a theme. I keep saying this, but, um, you know, the, the whole mastering the ability to say no to things. Um, it's an ongoing process. I mean, reality is it's going to be hard. You might stumble, you might regret some things that you said no to. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's really helpful. This is, I think this is kind of an underlying thread of one of my be kind to yourself or treat yourself with kindness type of things. But I think it's helpful to think about recent choices and things that were really hard, but then had a good outcome. So just briefly, um, you know about this already, Asha, but uh, a little while back, back in the fall, there was an opportunity to go to Los Angeles for a little retreat. And I, it would have meant being with you <laughs> and your lovely daughter and some other wonderful women and daughters. And um, it was a really, without going into the details, it was a very agonizing process by which Laurel and I came to need to say no to that trip. And it was really hard in that moment. And I was kind of mad about it. <laughs> um, but then later, I remember uh, like being in that weekend or whatever it was and thinking, wow, I'm, I'm really actually, even though that was really hard and I was kind of like punching the pillow, like, I'm really glad that we said no to that. And right in this moment, that was the right thing for us. So I think it can be, you know, just helpful to exercise a little kindness to yourself and, and just take those moments to think about the things that were hard and, and when they, there was some, some good that came out of it. You know, it's funny. I would like to offer you the, the recipient's perspective on that LA trip decision that you made. So, um, that was that was a perfect example of you saying no to something that you needed to and it being hard. And I remember my first response to you was involuntary. And it was like, what? Oh, no. And, it, you know, I think I probably made it harder on you because. No, was, no, 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 no. Seriously, hear me out. It was a huge disappointment. Like it mm-hmm. was a massive, uh, you know, this the notion that we were going to do this together was this amazing thing because we don't see each other often at all. And, you know, when you said that this is just not going to happen. And this is why. And you had great reasons, which I totally supported. But I was I was crushed. (gasps) And I totally expressed that to you. And in your great I mean, this is this is what I love about you, Christine. You, first of all, were totally able to hear that from me. You were totally able to just, um, you know, what you didn't do was sort of collapse into a heap of, oh, God, I'm so sorry, Asha. Uh, uh," And then basically (laughs) beating yourself up. What you said was, I know this is so hard and, you know, it's the right thing to do. And I immediately was like, you're right. It is the right thing to do. But, I, you know, it just made me feel like a, as a friend watching you sort of stand your ground and know that I had the room to be able to express myself, too. I mean, it really what can I say? It like strengthened our friendship. Isn't mm-hmm. that weird? These things can actually when you're real with people, it just lets you be closer to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's sort of weird. But I I was very once I got over being crushed, I was really proud of you. <laughs> I was. 
I hope that doesn't sound patronizing, but no. I will. Because it was hard. I love you. <laughs> oh, boy. Listen to you. Oh, God. We, we love each other. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I need to, like, re- you know, reel myself back in here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You've got the last tip here. So I do have the last tip. Okay. I just want to remind everybody that balance is a moving target. So, you know, that as you move through your life, deciding what to say yes and no to, you know, you have to really stay in touch with your gut on this and notice when the variables in your life have changed. So, uh, for example, you know, in my life, my children are now 16 and 12. I actually have more room in my life for things like socializing with friends or maybe having people over. Um, But I sort of forgot to fill those times in again with those things that fill me with joy because I was just in the habit of living as I did when my children were younger. And so it's easy to forget. Um, It's sort of forget if you don't regularly check in with yourself as you as the day to day sort of um, variables in your life change. So if you do find that perhaps you've opted yourself out of too much because, you know, like you got really good at saying no, um, it can happen, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You can always change your mind. You can always just notice it and then say, okay, actually, I got time for this. Consider what you'd like to say yes to. I think the beauty of saying no is that it gives you the room to actually have those conversations with yourself. Um, and and just know that it's it's a dynamic system. It's going to change. That's so good. That's the perfect closing girl. (laughs) Well done. What's your next edit? Okay. Mine is real simple and real short. And it's to say no to something gracefully and without excuses. So easy. Oh yeah. So easy. Hmm, That's misleading. (laughs) Well, so easy in terms of the number of characters it will take to write you that email. And oh, um, yeah, that's really good. Come up with a little script for yourself. Yeah. So um, my next edit is to choose a household responsibility to say no to and to either delegate it in parentheses to one of your children or <laughs> drop it altogether. So that's what I would say. That's another thing you can say no to, not just other people, but actually some of the responsibilities in your house. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. This was a great episode. Asha, you're awesome. I loved, this is a great conversation. So, so great. Um, and listeners, I love you guys. I see, you know, we, we are so grateful for you. Uh, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned at our websites, parenthex.com and bostonmamas.com. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on Facebook or via our email at your life show at gmail.com. Take care, everyone. Oh, yes. And don't forget that edit your life show hashtag. You can also tweet us, post a picture on Instagram. We're always watching. So thanks so much. We love you guys. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, 
and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.